Now, don't be characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. extra minutes today we thought we could devote here at the beginning of the program to questions from the audience. Well, of course, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of people have questions about our program, our cast, and our studio activities, and this would be the time to answer some of them. Let me take the microphone down here and uh, see who we have in our audience who would be interesting to talk to. I don't know who we could do. No. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. How about him? Okay. Uh, Hi, Bob. How are you? Good. Let me shake you. your hand there. Then you can go home and say you shook my hand. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. The thrill, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I know you're only I've kidding, seen, but it really is. I've seen you in our audience before. You're almost a regular. Two or three days a week, you're sitting there. I've Quite often. Hmm? Bob, I want to ask you a question. Do you know what year they built the Coliseum out there in Los Angeles? Uh, I have a little bet going. I wondered if you know. I don't know the exact year. I, I think Ray might know it. Uh, let me ask him. He's up on stage now uh, doing the baked potatoes. Ray? Yeah? Are potatoes done? No. Uh, do you know when the Coliseum in Los Angeles was uh, built? I think it was built for the uh, the uh, 1933 uh, Olympics around there. Uh, does that answer your question, sir? It's not very definite. Well, that's what he thinks, anyway. It's about it looks older than that. About the best answer. He was looking at it at the World Series, and it looked old. It looked as old as the Coliseum in, uh, in Rome. Rome. Well, what it, year was that built, yeah, incidentally? That was about 1931, I think. Or 30. Was it, do you know what like, What? The uh, Roman Coliseum. Oh, that was built before the First World War. I thought so. Yeah, at least that, sir. Oh, well, thank you very much. Anything else we can help any of you people on? How about this little lady here who's got a nice smile? Ma'am, do you have a question? Oh, my purple cat was wonderful. Huh? Yeah? His name was Pipple Blossom. He named himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> because... His fur was so soft, like that of a purple car of a thistle blossom. Yeah. The little fingernails were like the prickers around the sure. outside. Well, about a question and for he got so that he knew everything. Uh-huh. He could do all sorts of things, and he can almost talk. Well, they're wonderful. Thistle was a wonderful little cat. Mm-hmm. He knew so much. Tomatoes right now. He had table manners than he saw your children. Yeah. I told him to eat slowly. Yeah. Oh, he's a little kitten. Is that a cat? one piece of meat at a time. Real boring here. Yeah. And I tell him to yeah. chew it. Yeah. To break and off. I make my jaws close so I oh. chew it. He learned for the next. Stuff of cheese on those baked potatoes. I said, all right. He I like them that way. Marshmallow. If I said chew it some more, he'd chew it yeah. more. Yeah. And he could take... Bob, who's the wind back? I don't know who she is. I can't... Pour it with his right yeah. paw. He'd tip over the you know what one minute cost on the radio? Then he would claw it. Oh, yeah. he got the cover off. Oh, yeah. He got the cover off. Oh, yeah. 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 O
strike to get off. Well, you've been off pages tonight, Ab. I had to hit him with my microphone. No, wait, wait. It's getting interesting. I'm kind of, yeah. And, uh, what else? This died. Oh. In March. Yeah. 12th, I think, or oh, 11th. Too bad. 1929. Oh, well, uh, I want to thank you very much for chatting with us. Uh, Ray, it seems as if, let me come back up on the stage. Seems you know, I think we had an awful blunder. Leading with our chin going out to the audience that way. You never know who you're going to, uh, to, to talk to. No, but that's part of the fun of it. The thrill of meeting people face to face and uh, coming up with uh, whatever you can with them, you know. Well, that's part of... CBS Radio, too. Everywhere you go, there's CBS Radio. So uh, why don't uh, all of you folks listening just to make it a plan now to stick your dial right here at your CBS station because that's where you'll get all the wonderful world of CBS Radio. Yes, we have good programs. Best of news, as you know, and the programs are tip-top. Well, I mean, look at this show. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. And we're typical. Well, I wouldn't say that. No, because that's... Uh... Cast aspersions right. on some of the others. Well, uh, well, let's uh, leave it this way. Set your dial where it is right now and keep it there if you want the best in radio. Now then, we have uh, Mr. Webley Webster of the of the uh, book department of the Bob and Ray Enterprises was here with... Uh, Bob, it wasn't broken. What wasn't? My nose. Oh, good. No, the uh, the doctor x-rayed it and uh, he said it was just uh, like a sprain. It's... Uh, like a punch there. A sprained nose? Ah, look. Oh, I see. Is it uh, painful at all? Or? Uh, he said my profile has been altered a little. Let me see. Turn around. Right. <laughs> Let me take a look. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, that's not too bad. Well, it out. Well, uh... Well, that won't happen again because, you know, we've taken that uh, invisible shield out. Oh, you have? Yeah. I didn't know. No, now we're, we're free, right in front of the audience. Please. Bob, I've been reading a book that's wonderful. I recommend it for all your listeners, kids and uh, uh, old folks, everybody. It's written by Milton Gross, though he's the sports editor of yeah. your folks. Yeah. And it's called 18 Holes in My Head. Hey, that's a good title. That uh, must have to do with golf, I guess, doesn't it? And uh, it has 148 pages. Mm-hmm. 375, so let's see how much is out of pay. Well, we don't have to go into all that. Uh, you have read it, and I plan now to have right. your players do a scene from it. The Webster right? Webster players are downstairs now in the studio, all set to reenact what I think is the most interesting part. 18 holes in my head. Good. Go ahead, downstairs. <laughs> Delightful party, ladies. Colonel Holt. Oh, yeah, I beg your pardon, Raymond. Yes. Colonel. Yes. Don't alarm the ladies, but the regiment has been called up. What, 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 what do you say? We are to meet. Meet the crossroads. But fifteen minutes. Please don't alarm the ladies for having such a wonderful time. But, Sir Randolph, we're, we're just in the middle of our party. Uh, when the king calls us, we must answer his call. Yes. Well, I'll try to make excuses, but... Please, I'm... hurry. No. The utmost importance. <laughs> yes, I'll go. Yes, of course. Tell the others. Tell the men I'll be there shortly. All right. Sorry. Oh, 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 ladies! The regiment has been oh, called I up. believe I've left oh. the cat out of the bag. Oh! oh. She's fainted. She's fainted. Oh, there you have it. Wow. 18 Holes in My Head by Milton Gross. And that was a scene from oh, that I don't that's see That's only one scene or a million. They're great. I don't great. know how that would fit, but uh, 
I guess it does if you give us a review. Right. In that point. Right. And then this morning, uh, as we were rehearsing tonight's show, you said that this would be a good time to hear about CBS phonographs, didn't you? Yeah. Bonjour, I am Jacques Leroy, expert on the stereophonic phonograph. I will now clear up this whole subject. S'il vous plaît, listen to ordinary stereo. A girl crossing the street. Now on Columbia Stereo One. That was a pretty girl crossing the street. Quel différence! The fantastic Columbia Stereo One phonograph gives you all the realism and excitement of a live performance. Walk in a moment, mademoiselle. Oh, la la. Oh, uh, pardon. You see, only Columbia has exclusive stereo projection. Not just a few uh, separated speakers, I know, but multiple speakers that send interlocking circles of sound through every inch of the room. Uh, see the Columbia Phonograph Man to tweet. Columbia Stereo One Portable Starter 3995. Cancels from 129.95. Attendez, ma chérie. Wait for me. Boy, can you imagine that music in stereo this year? Yes. Thank you, Frenchie. With his theme, Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, once again, we introduce the Bob and Ray Director of Agriculture and the Farm Topics from the Lackawanna, New York Field Station, Mr. Dean Archer Armstead. Hello, Dean. Hello, Bob. Hello, everyone. Do you have a guest with you today? Bob, this one is kind of human overall. I'm Hazelden. Hank, nice to make your acquaintance. Hank, the room's very nice knowing you. Just a second, Hank. Just a second. Hank was in charge of the compost. Up at the Lackawanna Station. At the experimental station. Hank, I wonder if we'd come up here now and uh, explain to Bob and to, uh, to Ray, too, if he cares, uh, and to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go ahead. Uh, should you put a bell in there? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, Hank uh, has a very wonderful interesting thought for a uh, compost pile, and uh, we have one of the most successful, you know. We use the tomato vine. I know you do. We use uh, wood shaving, soda, and uh, everything. Well, in the past years, this has uh, worked out very well. I know that uh, experimentally, you began doing this uh, four or five years back. You find uh, and leave for you, too. A good find that this is the best thing in the world, and next spring, we well, put on your power there. Oh, you say, uh, Dean, that... Uh, Grass, uh, cuttings, and uh, any like that uh, would be very good in your compost heap. Well, Hank, uh, grass cuttings, uh, Hank, Hank uh, could you tell us this, how often could a fellow get out and stir it up? Or, I mean, uh, once well, it takes over and starts working. We recommend uh, about once every uh, two or three weeks. <laughs> What's the matter with me? Tom's got a funny... Uh, he's, got a, he's got a funny microphone for me. <laughs> Once every two or three weeks, uh, Hank. Stir it up, right? Hank Hazel, ladies and gentlemen, and overall, for a nice having you here. Right. And uh, we'll bring it back. And if we ever have any purple purple, And I'm sure Dean will take you back in the station wagon. the <laughs> compost. Uh, let us know. You're still, uh, still yeah. doing the early morning show up there, Dean? Yeah, that's right, Bob. Uh... I, I don't know if I can do it this winter, though, because I'm committed to the picture of the war for miles. What? I've got a lot of steam. 
A good one. Well, okay, we'll see. Yes. We've been listening to Dean Archer on Sid of the Lackawanna, New York Field Station, Robin Ray's no, Agriculture no. Director. we go to to present a good program. Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, let's see. I wonder how that lady is and what was the name of her cat? Well, well that shows you now. She's asleep. That's all I think of the yeah. uh, She's asleep now. Wouldn't you know it? Yeah, well, she told a long story there. Is there anyone else in your knowledge is going to suggest we go out in the audience again? Well, you know there isn't any audience there. I mean, it's got to make believe. No, it isn't, Bob. Uh-huh. Now, come on. You you did this the other day, and you had everyone. You had the mail coming in here by the... What do they say? I saw that pile of mail come in. It said, Bob and Ray, you can't fool us. We know that there are four or five in your cast, and uh, that you have an audience. People have been waiting in some instances for over a year to get tickets to your show. Yeah. Uh, the orchestra has been seen. Plenty of times. That's a real conductor. Pierre Chateaubriand is a real conductor there. And so we know. So that's the essence of the mail. Okay. So let's not kid the people anymore. All right. Okay, audience. Sit back and relax. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll uh, undoubtedly have another college song say with uh, Natalie attired. And we may have a movie star guest here. We hope so. And at least we're working on that now. We did tell you about some of the cancellations we had on the show the other day. Yeah. Uh, like the uh, the melee and ballet. Is there anything else that we want? The high diver has uh, ooped out. That's right. The high diver couldn't make it. Dropped out. Uh, so, it, well, it's a feature that's not too well designed for radio anyway, but uh, Bob can describe it usually very effectively, but he won't be here, so it's needless for us to even talk about it. It's impossible. I think we may be able to get somebody shot out of a cannon before long. That's right. And anyway, uh, we'll have a word from our engineer in just ten seconds. Here now is today's word from our engineer. Uh, better use the other microphone. That one's dead. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Tomorrow, for the Gary Moore Show, it's the CBS Radio Network. CBS Radio Network.